You are listening to the National University Podcast. Hello, I'm Kimberly King. Welcome to the National University Podcast, where we offer a holistic approach to student support, well-being, and success, the whole human education. We put passion into practice by offering accessible, achievable, higher education to lifelong learners. Today, we are talking about getting to know your customer base through target marketing. Whether you're a baby boomer, Gen Xer, millennial, uh, we, according to the Ascent, this uh, Marketing 101 Basics customers are always right. Connect to all of your channels, make everything actionable, measure everything, and of course, email marketing, social media, all of that included. And today we're going to hear from an expert on getting your marketing right. On today's episode, we're discussing knowing your customer as it relates to marketing. Dr. Hatam Bata is a professor at National University, and he's received degrees in communication studies and education, plus a bachelor's of science in communications and computer science from West Virginia University. He went on to earn a master's degree in integrated marketing from American University, another master's of education in counseling from Albany State, and his doctorate in philosophy from the University of Toledo. And we welcome Dr. Bata to the podcast. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Mrs. King. Thanks for being here. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic? Uh, I am researching the ro- my role of technology in marketing. Uh, I uh, taught most of my, uh, the, my, my, my experience in integrated marketing communication and marketing technology and marketing research. Uh, most of my research is about the negative side of technology, but also about customer service and social media and uh, how different uh, social media platforms could be used. Interesting. Oh, wow. Boy, you probably have job security in that, I would imagine, with everything changing so so rapidly. Today, we're talking about knowing your customer as it relates to marketing. And so, Dr. Bata, what are the types of market segmentations? Uh, You can segment by different types. You can segment by demographic, different age groups. Like, for example, you have the silent generation, people who fought World War II. And then you have the baby boomers who were uh, born uh, after World War II. Uh, then you have the Generation X who were born in the uh, 60s and the 70s. Then you have Generation Y born in the 80s and the 90s. And then you have the Millennials. Each of those generations have different consumer habits. Then you can segment people by uh, what area they are in the country. So by geographic, uh, where they are located, uh, let's say in the uh, let's say Florida and Georgia, no one would be buying snow blowers, but in <laughs> the Midwest, there would be a need for. You can also do it by income and uh, economics. So you have the poor, then you have the, uh, up, uh, the working poor, then you have the lower middle class, then you have the middle class, upper middle class, and then you have the top 1%. You can also segment by uh, lifestyle. You have the rebels, you have the conformists, you have the strivers. Uh, you can also segment by uh, occupation. 
uh, you have also now with the technology uh, you can segment by uh, hobbies uh, you have like for example bikers or uh, surfers and so on like in high school where you have you know the the all the surfer crowd or you have i don't know the punk rock crowd or whatever but you can i see you you is it called targeting what is targeting targeting basically after you divide the market into different segments you you want to focus on that a target group uh, based on the nature of your product so let's say for example certain products lend themselves to certain target markets. So for example, surgical glasses. Surgical glasses are glasses that are worn by surgeons in the operating room. So this is a very specialized target market. Let's say you are doing, you know, uh, lenses. So you will focus on that. That's a very uh, niche target. Uh, for example, others can have a wider target. So for example, uh, professional shirts, for example, for interviews, people who are looking for a new job, that could be target. Or you can target a market segment, an age group, like let's say, for example, uh, jeans, for example. Jeans, like the trouser, as usually is, uh, now it could be uh, worn uh, in a business uh, casual uh, way, but before it used to be, you know, uh, a very rebellious, you know, if you wear jeans, uh, I remember when I was in school, you wear jeans, you are one of those rebels, you get in trouble for just wearing jeans. So it used to be, you know, a, you know, the rebellious crowd are the ones that uh, want to stand out that wore jeans. Uh, in America now, it's being co-opted. So uh, you target, you focus on that uh, segment that's targeting, basically. Okay. And I mean, obviously when you target, you are going after a specific crowd and that's going to help in your advertising and, and branding all around, I would imagine. Yes. What is, what is positioning? Positioning basically is what you do in the mind of your audience. Uh, what impression uh, you are trying to create. So let's say, for example, you have different shirts. Uh, shirt basically their job is to protect you from the elements but uh, there is the donation shirt that you can you know you can get from goodwill it's a shirt uh, then you have the uh, shirt that you can get from dollar general it's a shirt it's a little bit more expensive shirt then you have the shirt that you can get from jc penny or macy's it's a shirt uh, a more expensive one the uh, from Dillard's is still a shirt. And then you have, for example, the shirt that you can get from Saks uh, Fifth Avenue, Louis Vuitton, and all of those expensive uh, stores. So all of those shirts are shirts as function, but they have different positions in the minds of the audience. Uh, one is more about prestige and is more expensive. So it's positioned as luxurious and stylish. The other one is positioned as, uh, you know, low cost and more. And there is a position in the mind of it. And based on that position, you are going to price uh, that product based on uh, what position uh, you are occupying in the market. So position is mental 
and uh, psychological, of course, but also the product itself. The quality, of course, for the very expensive $100 or $200 shirt should be markedly different than the one that you got from uh, the Salvation Army or the Goodwill. And there you know, is nothing uh, uh, wrong with both. By the way, right, uh, I have both types of shirts, so... <laughs> Preference, and everybody's different, right? So yeah. I, so I have a question for you. If you, in the beginning, you talked about all of the different, you know, the, the boomers, the Gen Xers, the Gen Ys, and millennials. So if you're, if you are a boomer or older, um, and you're not on social media, what, how do you, uh, I guess my question is, how do you target or position when, when say they don't have cell phones or they don't have apps that they can um, get onto easily? Uh, first of all, uh, boomers, the classic boomers uh, usually uh, have, uh, might not be active on social media as much, but actually the largest segment of uh, people entering online and using social media are baby boomers. But they are not, they are maybe on Facebook, but they are, may, may not be on Snapchat or TikTok right. or the ones for younger. But also there is the classics, like, for example, uh, the TV, the radio, uh, the, the newspaper, but also even boomers are switching uh, to electronic newspaper because even my dad, who is a boomer, uh, his eyesight is failing, so he, he wears glass even he cannot see, so he likes actually the tablet. So he can make the, he can just do like this and make the font bigger and right. can read on the tab. Oh, so, that's good. So mo most boomers uh, might not uh, be using uh, as much social media as the younger generation, but they still use technology because it makes their life easier. Also, they might not, uh, they have, uh, they lack patience also because they have less time. So they would TiVo the advertising. If the advertising is not interesting for them, most of them have TiVo. They are not living in the middle ages just because <laughs> they are boomers. Right, but, right. Yeah, they, they have different habits than us. They might go to bed early uh, because of health and they might uh, be up at, uh, six in the morning because their body biology is changing, but they still uh, use technology because it's convenient. So you have to basically design technology to make their life easier. You have to make fonts bigger. Uh, uh, you can make uh, the volume of the technology higher so they can, uh, if they have hearing difficulty and so on. Accessibility you know is important feature. Oh, that's great. And be, yeah, being flexible and, and really meeting people where they're at. Um, I have a, a quick story that I, I was getting my passport renewed, and this was a few months ago. And the young girl working behind the counter was helping probably a lady in her in her late 80s, maybe mid to late 80s. And she just kept saying to the to her customer, 
just go to your app on your phone. And the poor woman really didn't have know what an app was, didn't really know how to handle that. And so I, I literally stepped in and I felt bad for the, the, the dear woman that was just trying to get her passport renewed. Uh, but so I guess that would go right into the next, you know, how can customers create a better customer experience, but really kind of know who you're dealing with, as you said, with the fonts or helping them through an app, because not every, we each, each of our generations have a different uh, way that we advertise and, and craft messages, I suppose, huh? Yeah, you are right. So yeah, you need to design things that help for accessibility. You might provide demonstration videos, uh, how to use the app, uh, because people might be afraid of using it. Uh, you might uh, be uh, make sure that uh, people don't navigate it's the site or the app is easy to navigate uh, by having, you know, big icons uh, for people to see or magnify. Also make sure that the icons, even uh, people, uh, the voice to text uh, oh. becomes uh, very important for people uh, with uh, eyesight problems, people who are uh, slightly challenged. So accessibility is very important for older people. And also showing respect, uh, because the last thing you need to do is someone who have fought in World War II and, uh, you know, lived a full life and you are baby talking to him. That's such an important uh, point. So, Go ahead. So you need to show respect to your customer if they are boomers. Uh, be patient with them and design technology that they can use and test it. Make sure mm -hmm. that it's tested properly uh, by uh, people that are older. I love that. That is great advice. Uh, and, and I think just even just overall, you said respect. And that is uh, just something I so sometimes think that's lacking today. Um, mm -hmm. But that's really knowing your customer and just kind of reading the room a little bit. Yeah. Well, this is interesting information, and uh, I could probably talk to you a long time about this. We just have to take a quick break right now, but more in just a moment. Don't go away. We and now a National University tip on getting started. For me personally, I knew I wanted to pursue an education due to what I wanted to do in, in life. But if I had to look back at somebody in my same position, I would tell them, for one, get rid of every reason why you can't go to school. Just deciding and then committing to it, the first place to start is, what do you enjoy? What do you care about? And if there's a degree that you, know, you can translate that into, then let's go after that. If you're unsure, talk to somebody who's currently in school. If you're serving with somebody who's going to school, talk to them about it and what their experience is like. The thing is, I truly believe as far as the general education, it's a perfect time to develop an understanding of what you wanna do. It helps you figure out what you wanna do. There's always going to be room to adjust, to make changes. And so looking at anybody who was sitting in my position and they're thinking about going to school, I would tell them to go down to that college office. They can guide you and, and help you figure out what it is or ways that you can make it happen. We'll be right back. 
And now back to our interview with Dr. Bata. And we're discussing how technology can help in marketing research and the latest AI tools for marketing. So Dr. Bata, how can technology help in marketing research? Technology is a very powerful tool in marketing research. Uh, you have, first of all, big data has become a big fashion because uh, basically uh, the internet is very rich uh, with data. As uh, the idea that you have all of those social media profiles uh, that Facebook collects, you have the uh, CRM or customer relationship management software that collects tons of information about customers. So all of that data is collected. And then the idea is that you can collect that data and analyze it properly to segment the market and create campaigns that would tailor the, produ uh, the product or service to particular customer based on their online behavior. Okay, and that's so important. And we're talking about AI too. And this is re relatively new. So, I mean, this is uh, probably just starting with your research on that. What are the implications of technology on consumer privacy? Uh, consumer privacy. I have an interesting uh, story that I read in one of the media. Uh, it was about uh, this uh, young woman. Uh, she was receiving uh, products that are aimed, uh, baby products and so on. And her dad was uh, went to the uh, the store uh, that uh, they are you know uh, sending the ads for. Uh, target. So he was he was angry. Why Target keeps sending my daughter all of that baby stuff? So uh, he uh, he was angry, and uh, the manager talked to him based on the data and ho her behavior online. As IT tells us that she is uh, probably highly pregnant. Uh, oh. Then the dad didn't know that, and she didn't know that. But just based on that, so so the uh, IT could predict behavior and that would creep the customer out. So we don't need to do that. We need to know enough to cater and help the customer without creeping them. Uh, you have <laughs> the idea of also over uh, robotizing customer service. Uh, if you call uh, customer service, uh, you want to get a human being, but now a lot of times, a robot will answer you. That might annoy uh, now, especially uh, with ChatGPT, the, the robots would improve and that would be good. But as idea that you have all of those uh, are recorded uh, without customer consent, you have all of that data that's collected through social media, through uh, people's behavior online, uh, leaves an online uh, fingerprint. Also this online fingerprint could be hacked. Uh, lots of uh, corporate uh, uh, databases, uh, if uh, they were not designed with proper security, uh, they could be hackable. And that uh, that's responsibility of not the customer, but whoever collecting, uh, uh, collecting data on customer's behalf. You know, it is creepy, as you said. Um, I just, I, I know, you know, when a, a robot or an AI, whatever is, is calling and you hear, you just ask it a question and it repeats what, what they were asking you in the first place. And they just kind of keep repeating it. So I can imagine 
you know, somebody that's elderly or a boomer, like we were talking about or something when they don't really understand this new technology. Um, and I would think that is AI making marketers lose their jobs because of these, this technology? Certain, certain jobs, uh, yes, like uh, marketing research and technology, they are uh, certain jobs as, you know, data entry for market research uh, and so on uh, are going to be gone. But certain jobs would be created, such as big data analyst. Uh, salespeople, uh, certain sales jobs would be gone, but also new sales uh, jobs uh, and creative part of uh, the creative part of marketing will be always there. Of course, uh, maybe uh, cold calling uh, customers uh, may not be uh, as prominent, but uh, still customer service uh, might be easier. Uh, a customer service uh, can handle much more customers than before. So there will be improvements, but also certain jobs that are not as creative uh, would be lost. So what about blockchain technology? Uh, blockchain technology has uh, a lot of applications uh, in uh, supply chain management. And mm -hmm. uh, basically is the idea and also in transaction, financial transactions, and the idea of uh, using uh, blockchain technology uh, to secure financial transactions online and making sure that uh, people's electronic wallets are secure so that people uh, can use uh, that technology uh, to uh, secure uh, their uh, savings and money and so on and investments. Um, so you kind of start started talking about this a little bit, but how could AI help marketers? AI could help marketers by collecting customer information and organizing them in a way that is meaningful uh, to them. So a CRM system with good bots could uh, basically collect all of that data and classify customers based on their behavior. Uh, a bot can do a lot of search engine optimization. Uh, a good bot could help uh, recognize uh, certain uh, niches that are not catered in. So it uh, also a good bot could uh, be used for customer service, for uh, routine, uh, to answer routine emails that are sent uh, they are called FAQ, frequently asked questions that you e uh, that the company might be emailed to, and instead of having someone answering all those questions, a good bot can uh, answer those questions on the behalf of the company. Well, that's good to know that we're not all losing jobs, and then there will be new ones created, and um, that there could be. Uh, a glimmer of hope at the end of this, right? Um, so yes. this is great information. Thank you for your time today, Dr. Bata. And we want, if you want more information, you can visit National University's website, and that is nu.edu. And we look forward to your next visit. Thank you. You've been listening to the National University Podcast. For updates on future or past guests, visit us at nu.edu. You can also follow us on social media. Thanks for listening.